Hello and welcome to a new series of the Zero to Finals podcast where we're going to be talking about pediatric orthopedic surgery. And my name is Tom and in this first episode I'm going to be going through fractures. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash fractures or in the orthopedic section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Let's start by talking about growth plates as these are a key component of bones in children. Growth plates are also known as epiphyseal plates and they're found in the bones of children but not in adults. They're the area at the end of long bones that allow the bones to grow in length. They're made of hyaline cartilage and they sit between the epiphysis and the metaphysis of the bone. Once the epiphysis and the metaphysis fuse during the teenage years, the growth plates become the epiphyseal lines. The growth plate is generally stronger than the rest of the bone. Let's talk about the differences between the bones of children and the bones of adults. As we've already mentioned, children have growth plates, whereas adults do not. Children have more cancellous bone, which is the spongy, highly vascular bone in the centre of long bones. Adults have more cortical bone, which is the compact, hard bone around the outside. This makes children's bones more flexible, but less strong. This also makes children's bones prone to green stick fractures, which is where one side of the bone breaks while the other side stays intact. Bones in children also have a very good blood supply, which means they're able to heal much more quickly with less long-term deformity compared with adult bones. Let's talk about fractures in children compared with fractures in adults. The younger the child, the better and the faster the healing of fractures. When bones fracture in children, they're more likely to break cleanly in half compared with adults. As we've already mentioned, children are more likely to have green stick fractures where one side of the bone breaks while the other side stays intact. Children are also more likely to have a buckle fracture or a torus fracture, which is where the bone compresses in on itself and this is due to less strength against compression. Bone remodeling is the process where bone tissue is taken from areas of low tension and deposited in areas of high tension. This allows bone to change its shape over time to be the optimal shape for its function. Bones in children have a high capacity for remodeling, which means that even if they're set at an incorrect angle, the bone will remodel over time to return to the correct shape. Next, let's talk about the types of fracture. And it's worth looking up an image to visualize how the bone fractures in different ways. You can look up an image on the Zero to Finals website which illustrates these various types of fracture. And the types of fracture are buckle or torus fracture where the bone's compressed on itself, a transverse fracture which is across the bone, an oblique fracture which is obliquely across the bone, a spiral fracture where the bone breaks in a spiral shape, a segmental fracture where a segment of bone is fractured away from the main part of the bone, a Salter-Harris fracture, which is where there's a fracture through the growth plate. A comminuted fracture, which is where there's multiple parts of bone that have broken away. And a green stick fracture, where only one side of the bone is broken and the other remains intact. 
Next, let's talk about the fractures at the growth plate, which are called Salter-Harris fractures. Fractures through the growth plate can cause issues with growth in that bone. Growth plate fractures are graded using the Salter-Harris classification. The higher the Salter-Harris grade, the more likely the fracture is to disturb growth in the bone. You can use the Salter S-A-L-T-R mnemonic to remember the different types. And again, it's worth looking up an illustration to visualise these different types of fractures. Type 1, S is for straight across the growth plate. Type 2, A is for above the growth plate. Type 3, L refers to below the growth plate. Type 4, T refers to through the growth plate. And type 5, the R refers to crush, where the growth plate is crushed in on itself. Let's talk about the principles of management of fractures. Always keep safeguarding in mind when children present with fractures. Does the story make sense? Has it happened before? Is there a delay in presentation with the fracture? And when there's any doubt, always discuss the case with a senior and consider a safeguarding referral. The first principle is to achieve mechanical alignment of the fracture. And this can be done through closed reduction via manipulation of the fracture or open reduction via surgery. The second principle is providing relative stability for a period of time to allow healing of the fracture. And this can be done by fixing the bone in the correct position while it heals. There are various ways that the bone can be fixed in position. This can be achieved with external casts, K-wires, intramedullary wires, intramedullary nails, screws and plates and screws. Finally, let's talk about pain management. Pain management in children is slightly different than in adults. The World Health Organization have a pain ladder for children that has only two steps. Step one is paracetamol or ibuprofen and step two is morphine. If a child requires morphine, they generally need admission to hospital for serious illness. A Tom tip for you. Examiners like to test your knowledge on the pain medications that are not used in children. Codeine and tramadol are not used in children as there's unpredictability in their metabolism, so the effects vary too greatly for them to be safe and effective options. Aspirin is contraindicated in children under 16 years old, due to the risk of Ray syndrome. Aspirin is used only in certain circumstances such as Kawasaki disease. So thanks for listening to this episode on fractures. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. You can find written notes on all the podcast episodes in the Zero to Finals books which are available to purchase on Amazon. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible which are available to download so you can take all the topics with you immediately, listen to them individually or listen to the books from cover to cover in preparation for your exams. You can also find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com and I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll go through hip pain in children.